The Kilkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Scally and Robbie Dowling. Brought to you by KCLR and Scoreline.ie. It's a Kilkenny Hurling Podcast brought to you by KCLR. Each week, myself, Robbie Dowling and former Blacks and Whites manager Eddie Scally cast our eye over all of the action from the weekend senior, intermediate and junior league and championship games as well as looking ahead to the next round of action in Kilkenny. As I said, I am joined as always in studio by Eddie Scally. Eddie, how are you? Absolutely brilliant, Robbie, and yourself? Yeah, flying it now after the maddest weekend of the season so far. Um, we obviously had six games all thrown in at half one on Saturday afternoon. We were across all of them here on KCLR. And then likewise on Sunday with the Intermediate, they all threw in at two o'clock. And we were also at all of those games. It was an absolutely hectic weekend of action. I know you were at the Shamrocks in the Village. That was probably the most eye-catching of results. What is your standout moment of the weekend from all of the games that took place? Yeah, look, as you said, I got to, I got to go to the James. Stephen Shamrock's game I'd say that was by um, that was by default as opposed to design uh, I said it to Brendan Hennessy there that the sent the A-team commentator and the Z-team pundit that. I heard um, that was the line of the day and there were um, some good ones and I, th- I think I think what happened is uh, i just just going to throw it out there I think every other pundit and uh, everybody else involved in, in the whole situation is associated with a certain with a club like not so, at all yeah not so the lads I, well it wasn't coincidental now that like say for argument's sake Brian Downing was at the O'Loughlin Gales game I think and Ronnie was at the Greg Ballycallig yeah, game yeah, you know yeah, so yeah, thank, thankfully I got to go to the James Stevens Ballyhale game for whatever reason I got picked but I have to say Robbie I was only saying it in work this morning to the lads if you wanted to bring somebody and say to them this is hurling and it's a great game that was it. It wasn't brilliant defending by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> no. but I can tell you something for nothing. It was just, oh, it was just brilliant. Like, it really, really was. It had everything. I absolutely loved every second of it, and it was played in absolutely sweltering heat. 26 degrees down in Callan, pitch immaculate condition. It, look, I've been to hundreds and hundreds of club matches. That one left me leaving... Callan with hair standing on my arms it was right. just it was brilliant and I know it wasn't it wasn't a huge amount at stake or anything like that but it was just a spectacle two teams threw the shackles off and absolutely bet lumps out of each other and there was nothing, no inches given no inches taken but, but the scoring oh, like it's gone to the stage now where players like Owen Cody are catching balls on the sideline turning and striking it over the shoulder and you're not even you're not even that shocked anymore but like some of the scores it was look I'm telling you if that, if that game is on video and anyone gets to sit back and watch it it was just a joy to watch well you can listen back to it with Brendan and Eddie on the KCLR app right now we'll go through the results from the weekend Eddie and we'll go through the final tables as well in group A that was the group with the Shamrocks and James Stevens. that game finished 5-17 to 2 a draw of course there was also a draw between Greg Valley Callan and Aaron's own 1-15 apiece in that match Glenmore defeated defeated Bennett's Bridge by two goals and 23 points to two goals and 17 points. Group B, a lot more straightforward, it has to be said, before and after the matter, quite frankly. Dixborough, 419 to 16-point winners over Tullerone. O'Loughlin Gales, 324 to 16-point winners over Danesford. That means the two city clubs are in the top two. The big game of the weekend in that group came between Clara and Mullinavat. The winner was guaranteed a place in the first round of the championship and away from a relegation semi-final. The loser would finish fifth and would be engulfed in a relegation semi-final in two weeks time the loser in the end was Mullinavat Clara came out on top on the scoreline of 419 to 115 so this is how the final groups look at the senior grade 
in Group A Glenmore have topped it with 8 points then come the village with 6 points Greg Valley Callan are in third on 5 points ahead of Bennett's Bridge who also have 5 points because of that superior head-to-head record for Bally Callan Ballyhill Shamrocks will be in a relegation semi-final they finished 5th on 4 points Erin Zone finished bottom on 2 points Group B Dixborough on top with 10 O'Loughlin Gales with 8 Tullerone of 6 Clara uh, finished in 4th with 4 Mullinavat in 5th with 2 points Stains Ford on bottom with zero. So just to let people know, these are the fixtures for the weekend of September 23rd and 24th. The league final, and I think most of us would agree, rightfully so, is between Dixborough and Glenmore. The Shield final will be a city derby between O'Loughlin Gales and James Stevens. Two first round championship games are Tullerone versus Bennett's Bridge and Greg Bally Callan versus Clara. Of course, the relegation semi-finals are also first round championship games. They are Mullinavat versus Aaron Zone and County Champions Bally Hale Shamrocks will take on winless Danesford. Eddie, we'll start off with the action in Group A. We touched on the village and the Shamrocks already. I just want to go to the one result that had kind of a win and a defeat. Glenmore and Bensbridge. I said there that it was only right that Glenmore made the league final. Is that fair to say that they've been, along with Dixborough, the standout team this year and they are deservedly made it into the league final against the Borough? Yeah, um, they definitely did. Um, I... I Wrong, wrongly um, thought I predicted Bennett's Bridge to win that game on the basis of Glenn Moore's defeat last week after the break and also on the basis of Bennett's Bridge um, they had a wonderful win against the Shamrocks so I kind of looked at that game and I thought maybe Bennett's Bridge were going to get a bit of momentum and, and, and that was going to be a big one for me I thought that they'd win that game but Glenmore have been fantastic throughout the league campaign and, and they really do deserve to be in a league final I know you were a pains to point out last week to me that you know it had really affected Glenmore if they didn't get to a league final because they'd been so good and so consistent throughout the whole championship campaign um, they'd won blip obviously last weekend which was a, a big enough blip uh, by their own high standards but uh, Bennett's Bridge still put up 217 it's, it's, it was good scoring as well but um, no I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to see uh, Glenmore getting through to that league final and you know like uh, they've, they've players that have just lit it up all, all throughout the championship Owen Murphy's been absolutely wonderful Alan Murphy's been absolutely brilliant in every game Jarrell where I think whacked in 1-5 or 1-4 one, or one 1-5 one from play the other day um, you know Glenmore are a really really good team and, and they deserve to be in the league final they really do yeah I completely agree the only thing that I was alluding to last weekend I suppose say for example if Glenmore had lost that game against Bridge and they were trailing for large spells they would have faced into a first round championship game against Clara and I think that would have been quite difficult for them to go into um, against a team who have experience of navigating their way through the championship so that was the only thing there but I think now they find themselves in a really healthy position and they're back on the right track after that victory but um, for Bridge, bit of a setback will they be overly worried by that result against Glenmore yes Oh really? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like they got a win last week against Ballyhale Shamrocks. They showed signs of life. They brought players back from all over the world to get going again. And then you know a week later they get beaten. Now we'll come to the Shamrocks in a few minutes as well. But you know Bridge beating the Shamrocks last week. I would have thought that was the start of their season. They were going to get the ball rolling. They're playing. Am I right? They're playing Tullerone. Yeah. Bye bye. Championship over. Wow. Now there you are. First big shot fired. That'll be a good game, though. Yeah, it will be. Um, it'll be a, it'll be a good tight, good battle and all that. But I'm going to call it anyway. Two weeks out, unless something happens, I think Tullerone have had a steadier um, 
championship campaign there would have been much more tests for Tullerone I think O'Loughlin Gales Dixborough like O'Loughlin Gales are going really really well as well so Tullerone would have had real tough battles there and then they had to play Mullinavat and Clara as well and we know how tricky it can be against teams like that I think that was a tougher group the other group and I think uh, you think the group with O'Loughlin's and the Borough was tougher yeah I do oh I think. god no ok well, I, I, I genu- well I'll put it this way I think Dixborough have been the best team in the championship so they're in the other Yeah, group. no, I agree with that. I think O'Loughlin Gales have been probably... I'd say it again. Dixborough and O'Loughlin Gales would have bought one of the other group. Possibly, but not definitely. I think the Borough, yes. I don't think you could say O'Loughlin's could. Like, if you look at that other group, there's a sizable gulf between the bottom three and the top three from the results and the fixtures that took place. Yeah, 100%. But then if you're looking at that group, you have to play, um, you have to play against, you know... O'Loughlin's Tullerone you know if you're Dixborough you have to play or if you're Dixborough you have to beat O'Loughlin Gales which they did you have to beat Tullerone which they did now Clara albeit are starting to show a bit of signs of life Mulnavad have been quite poor and Dainsford have been a little bit out of the depth in the group I still think that group has been the tougher of the groups I think Aaron's own have been have been very poor in the other group I think Ballyhead Sharmocks by their own high standards have been very poor Greg Ballycannon are having a great campaign um, the, you know, yeah, but there's, well. three, there's three teams in the group Clara, Mullinavat and Dainsford Dainsford lost all of them yep. Mullinavat won, won one game it was only against Dainsford and they got some hidings at the hands of Clara and Tullerone as well mm-hmm. and Clara only won two games against Mullinavat and Dainsford they haven't really been overly competitive against the top three no. whereas that other group with Bennett's Bridge all of those games have been up in the air for the majority of them and the point that I'm making to you Robbie is I, I, I believe this and I really do believe mm. it Dixborough, O'Loughlin Gales and Tullerone would have won the other group not either of last year's county finalists, which are in the other group. No, I'm sure one of them is in a relegation semi-final next week. Ah, should been in it before. Week. To have look, it's 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 not fair on the Shamrocks that everyone keeps reverting back to. Oh, they stand the other Shamrocks are missing half the team. They simply are, and they were. It was an astounding result at the weekend. I did hear that in fairness. You know, and, and, and that's, well that's a tough. It was it was it was. Uh, if you'd asked me with four minutes ago, were Shamrocks going to get it in that game? I'd remarkage the house to tell you they weren't going to get it now, but that's just Shamrocks being Shamrocks. It was fantastic. That's just my honest opinion. I think okay. we'll see what comes over. Bennett's Bridge, it's not that they'd be worried about the result there. It's just, back it up. They got a brilliant win against... I was at that game against Ballyhill. They were fantastic. Mm. Now, Glenmore are a good team. There's no two ways around it, but it'll be interesting to see. Maybe I'll be wrong. I've been wrong millions of times before in my life, oh, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, I'd be... The, the communion money would be going on Tullerone. Right, fair enough. Okay, that's Glenmore and the bridge. Um, the other draw then, or one of the two draws, Greg Ballycallan against Aaron's own, 115 apiece. Uh, I was saying this on Scoreline yesterday. Um, this was the game for me that almost defined the entirety of the Kilkenny hurling leagues across all the grades in the sense that I think if Bally Callan had have conceded one more point they were in a relegation semi-final if they had scored one more point they were in a shield final I mean this is how tight the margins are um, this is definitely how tight the <laughs> margins are um, yeah like you've been writing off Aaron's own um, I wouldn't say writing off as such literally you have been writing off Aaron's writing own writing them from, off in terms of a championship you said they were going to get relegated I think they will, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's writing them off. I don't think you can do it. Like they're going to but, fold the but club. Like, I think a like. lot of people are writing off Dane's Fortress saying they're gone. I wouldn't say Aaron's owner gone. It's just my opinion that they'll get relegated. <laughs> You're literally. Do you know what I mean? But it's, I do. There's not. Listen, there's not even ninety-nine point nine percent sure works. If you say that someone no, is going to get listen, relegated, that's writing them off. Listen, if um, if, if I think um, the Shamrock, do I think the Shamrocks will win the county title? Yes, but I don't think it's one hundred or ninety-nine point nine percent sure thing. 
it's just an estimation there's certain things say for example I'd be pretty bang on that Lisdownian Thomason will be a county final and intermediate if they don't meet before, before that whereas I wouldn't be 100% sure on what's going to happen to senior so I wouldn't say I wrote them off as such who do you think is going to get relegated out of the senior I'd have to stick with Aaron's own. Yeah, Grant, so you've written off Aaron's own anyway. But you never know. Bad refereeing calls, poor free-taking, bad goalkeeping. You never know. Things can happen. This is it. Whereas any of those scenarios going play in intermediate, I still think it'd be a Lisdownian Thomasown final. Yeah, I think just on that game, on the Greg Ballycott and Aaron's own game, it's a really low-scoring game, 115 apiece. Mm. Um, from what I've the feedback we've gotten because obviously I wasn't able to go to every game when they were all thrown in at the same time I know Sean Boogie had a, had a brilliant game in the goal um, for Aaron's own which is normally a bad sign um, if, if your goalkeeper's <laughs> absolutely lighting it up but he, he was very very good Is it in the modern game though? Do you know when a goalkeeper can ah, yeah, put out puck outs and all that side of the but I think, and stuff. I think in general I think he, he, he was very very good I know Jack Boogie had a big game as well I mm. think um, from what, what was fed back to me Bill, Billy Ryan was very very good for Greg Bally Callan um, Tommy Ronan's been been, been, been yeah. top class for them this year in the championship as well so another big game for him like I'd say out of everybody in that group Greg Bally Callan must be that well Glenn Moore will obviously be the happiest team in that group they've topped it but I'd say Greg Bally Callan are a close second finishing oh. third in that group this is this is brilliant now I'd say um, and there's none of the, you know this crap you'd hear out of uh, hitting hope now and whatever and drive on they actually have like they're playing they're playing Clara in the first round of the championship proper isn't it yeah, yeah. so like, Greg Ali Callan like, they'll be favourites going into that game um, do you think so well you're, you're, like they finished third in their group the group that you said was the stronger of the two groups Clara finished fourth I the think, group you said was the weaker of the two no, groups no I think that group um, <laughs> it proved to be stronger as it went on no, I think when the draw, no, but when, the draw, when the draws were made, I would have said 100% the group with the Borough of Lachlan's is the stronger of the two groups. That There was a sizable gap between James Stevens, the Shamrocks, and the rest. And whereas in the other group, I would have thought that Clara Mullinavac, Tullerone, O'Loughlin's and the Borough, I thought that would have been relatively tight going on past results mm-hmm. in the Championship and the League. But it didn't play out that way at all. It actually, I thought it was a Rolls reverse. And that's why I think Ballycannon have done very well. Yeah, no, like, it's just been very competitive, that group. It's been ultra-competitive. Um, it comes back down to Greg Ballycallan obviously beat Bennett's Bridge, so the head-to-head. That was the big thing, really. Yeah, that that, that, that shook the whole thing up. Um, it? it did for, for Greg Ballycallan, but I'm delighted for I'm delighted for Eugene Clunan. I had Eugene on the pod. Um, the Clash, Clash Act. Act a couple of years ago, and um, like he's, he he done a few different things for me over the years as well to help me out with different teams and stuff, and he's just, he's such a genuinely he's honest and frank and he, it's just he's so dedicated and I love to see and I know most of the managers and if not all of them are genuinely dedicated mm, yeah. and want it so much but when you know somebody you just want it so much for them and I'm, I'm, I'm really thrilled for, for, for Eugene and I'm actually thrilled for Tommy Ronan as well that he's having such a good season there as well and I'm delighted for Ronnie that you know he's getting to see his son lighting it up there and the club are going so well so you know what Greg Ballycallan have had a tough few years I actually did say to you on this podcast at the start of the year there's absolutely no chance of Greg Ballycallan getting relegated this year and as you can see I'm right. Yeah, no, but I think uh, I think a lot of people would have agreed, and I think they were probably third on the list behind Dane's Fort and Arizona for most people for relegation. Yeah, and I yeah, think and they, I they've, they've overachieved. Know. Yeah, they've overachieved. I think in terms of, I think most people, as I said, I think that most people would have thought it would have been five and six, Greg Bally Callan and Arizona, and that the last game would decide whether they'd yeah. be second from bottom or bottom. And that's why I mean, I thought there was a bigger gap in Group A than there was in Group B but it actually turned out to be the other way around but anyway we won't go over trodden ground that's Bally Callan they obviously have a game against Clare to look forward to for Aaron's own good draw going into a relegation semi-final a big game against Mullinavat now
Yeah, um, look, Aaron's own, that's a good result there. They knew they were going into relegation yeah. anyway, so um, to take a draw off Greg Ballycallan, who had something to play for as well, you know. So, yeah. I, you know, they, they, people forget that. It's different if you were playing Dixborough at the weekend and mm-hmm. Dixborough decided to rest half a team or something like that. Then you'd say, well, you know, the rest of all their players or whatever. So it wasn't that case. This wasn't a dead rubber and Greg Ballycallan, or, or Aaron's own, I should say, would be delighted they got a draw out of it. Could have won the game as well, but you know when you try a match, I'm sure everybody thinks you could have won. But no, I think I think they're in a good place going into it. I'd much prefer to be Aaron's own than Mullinavac going into this weekend. Sorry. Would you? Yeah. Without a victory, Aaron's own. It's not that I'd be worried about the victory. I'd be, what I'd be looking at is momentum. So they've taken a draw in their last game of the league championship. There'll be signs of life there. They'll be happy enough with it. Mullinavac got absolutely pummeled. We'll come to that game in a bit. But Mullinavac got absolutely destroyed by. Um, Clara and I said this to you Robbie that it's so important going into a weekend in relegation you do not want to be going into them relegation games on the back of a big defeat or anything like that and unfortunately Mullinavac have done that Do you think Mullinavac though the way they bounced back after the hammering they got against Tullerone and then they had uh, they lost to Lockens, but it was a very good performance that a game you were at I believe do you think they'll not do that again? You don't see them having that, a similar sort of a spring in their step after a trimming at the hands of Clara? Hmm They'll need it. Um, I know they're capable of it. You know that's the um, thing. Like I, I can't imagine one of that being in so consistently poor. Yeah, I just I, I don't know what's going on. One of that like they have a good manager, they have a good setup, they play a good system. It's just not happening for them this year. Okay. It, that, that can happen sometimes too. Yeah. One of that come out next week and win by fifteen points um, in two weeks. Um, I, I don't know. I, really, it's 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 it's. As I said, just on the Aaron's own thing, coming in on the back of a draw against Greg Bally Callan, they'll be thinking, we're getting there now. Now we're hitting, we're peaking at the right time. That's why okay. I'd say I prefer to be in their camp. Okay, okay. And then um, we already spoke about it briefly, but the Shamrocks in the Village, it was certainly the game of the weekend. We were lucky enough to carry live commentary of it down in John Locke Park in Callan. We'll start with the Village because I want to get on to the Shamrocks last in this group. Where are they at after this? They've finished second, but they seem to be seems to have been one of the most unconvincing, unconvincing second place finishes in recent memory, in the sense that it just felt like they could have finished anywhere on the day. Mm. I don't know where they are, yeah. and I, I, I'll be honest, right? At the game, you get caught up in these games. So anybody that listens to this podcast or ever listens to me on the radio, you need to take everything I say with a pinch of salt because you nearly have to tell me after the match who was playing where because I get so wound up and I get so excited. I just, I just, I just love it. Like <laughs> that's you know? a great uh, so I, draw back on the curtain there. Yeah. <laughs> so like I go cracked. Like I'm as bad watching the match with no involvement in as I am when I'm on the line managing teams. And I don't, I don't mean to be cracked. Yeah, but yeah. Unfortunately, I just, I think I must have been dropped as a child or something. I don't know what happens, but I go mad. But where, where? James Stevens, like I'll tell you my take on James mm-hmm. Stevens right now right Niall Brazel was exceptional at centre back scored a couple of brilliant points played really well Luke Scanlon has been superb the, he's the shining light of that team this year um, Willie Spence in, in midfield Willie Spencer he was very very good Keane Kenny had a decent game Ross Whelan had a decent game Owen Gilfoyle had a very good game right now where where I see James Stevens is James Stevens were nine points up against Ballyhale Shamrocks going into injury time in a match and they drew and that to me is an absolute disaster yeah I heard Keane Kenny's interview after the game and in fairness to Keane he spoke very positively I wouldn't have been able to do that I would have been sick to the pit of my stomach and he actually said we're in a Shield semi-final Shield final we're in a quarterfinals and you know we're delighted and we weren't beaten here today so that wasn't him trying to gloss over something that's him three minutes after a game so I actually think they're not in a bad place at all. Um, 
James Stevens. And the other thing as well, Brian Cody, I always thought he'd be this fierce you know, hard manager on the line and he'd roast you. I won't say which of the players it was, but a James Stevens player caught a ball, broke in on goal, and um he snapped at it and put a went for a goal, snapped at it and it was cleared away. And Brian Cody roared into him twice or three times and he looked over to Brian and Brian just pointed up over the bar, just tap it over the bar. And the next ball came in, he caught it, he turned his man and he tapped it straight over the bar and Brian gave him the thumbs up and kind of a little clap. Now, you know, if other managers would have really tore into him for what he'd done. It was a it was a bad one, but the one thing I will say about James Stevens: James Stevens had four goal chances in that match, and the top three of them over the bar. Like as in not counting the two goals, Ballyhale Shamrock scored five goals. I'd say one of them was a goal chance. The other four were players catching balls and just going for the juggler. They're just ruthless. Um, James Stevens to me seemed a little bit nice. Uh, if, if that makes sense yeah. they just seem like a nicer team um, they'll still have a lot to say in this championship because there's so many good players but I actually think that draw is going to really hurt them do you think so yeah do you not think they're just happy enough particularly after that second round defeat to Glenmore where they've just found a way to trodden through this group they've made the top two they could have potentially been in a relegation semi-final if things had went wrong for them at the weekend they now are in a shield uh, final, not just that they're actually into a quarter final of a championship, and they can just play it from there. Oh yeah, to be deli- delighted with the outcome. Yeah, um, where it all finished in the whole lot. There's no two ways around it. That it took that at start to play, but there's no no James Stevens player is going to look me in the eye and say nine points up going into injury time that we were happy to get a draw. No person on earth yeah. would be saying that. But do you, do you not think the outcome in this case outweighs? the last result to get to that outcome yeah, I, th- I think it's in the back of your mind Rob I think okay. this will be in the back of your mind and yeah. the same with the Shamrocks on the, on the flip side of that yeah <laughs> they'll they have got a lot out of that game yeah do you know sure, we'll get on to the Shamrocks then yeah um, there's two ways of looking at this I suppose there were nine points down going into injury time that's not good or they were nine points down going into injury time and they didn't lose the game and that's incredibly good what way would you look at a glass half full or glass half empty? Um, it's it's a touch of both. Shamrock should never have gotten a draw out of this game. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened. James Stevens got a penalty late in the game. Um, Dean Mason, I'll be straight now. He was lucky not to get a red card. Um, very, very, very lucky not to get a red card. Um, I, 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 if it was a book and it was a red card, referee gave me a yellow card. So. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Now there was no one giving out about it after the game, was there? And no, I didn't hear any. I no, and I didn't either. And I was listening on the way back, so the people weren't going mad or anything about it. But to me, I thought it was a red card. But anyway, irrespective, um, James Stevens were nine points up when they got that penalty and they tapped it over the bar to go ten points up. Brendan said to me, "What would you do here?" I said, "You're nine points up. Go for a goal." But what you know? Yeah. And I, at the time, I said, "The game's over anyway, so you might as well get your practice in at taking penalties." And they tapped it over the bar. Now he looked over the line, and the line pointed up to tap it over the bar. Mm. Hindsight, <laughs> hindsight's but great. The, yeah, but the, is it not the, was the issue not the penalty, but the fact that they've gone from a three-score lead there into a four-score lead? That was the idea, and surely to God you can't throw that away. But they somehow did. Yeah. The, the actual issue isn't that they put the penalty over the bar; it's the fact that they couldn't take advantage of putting the penalty over the bar. Yeah, I, I, I still would have just blasted it. I would have thought, I've the right. Shamrocks down there now and I'll finish them. They beat us in the county final last year and I want to get one over them and nail them. Anyway, that's that's just me and, like, you know, I, I'm not saying that was the, the winning and losing of this game. But what happened after that, they went 10 points up and then Ballyhill got three goals and a point to no response. Um, pretty much around that type of thing. It might have been 3-2 to one point or whatever. Um, but they, they literally, they panicked. Um, Evan Shefflin ghosted in got a goal um, Owen Cody got another goal um, 
and I think it was TJ got there was it no Owen Kennelly I think got the other one um, you know late and late 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 in the game uh, it would have been a killer and I tell you it could have been a lot worse uh, TJ had TJ a free free didn't he yeah. yeah but he was on his own 21 like ah, it was be <laughs> you know. I was in Nolan Park in uh, 2013 when Kilkenny uh, played Tipperary I don't know if you remember in the qualifier and uh, the whole place went silent Brendan Cummins had a free on the 14 and one tip fan just shouted out from the crowd Tap it over, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of with TJ Reid at the free at the weekend. Tap it over, TJ. Yeah, no, no. This was it was it was way too long for him. Like it was, and he, he went for it, um, but it dropped short. Like it, it was, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. You know, maybe maybe a goalkeeper punting that one there, but sure, when you have TJ Reid on the field, you let him at it. But the Shamrocks, Colin Fenley's back. Yeah, um, I've heard that. Yeah, well, I haven't seen him in the flesh, no. but, but he's coming back, so that'll be a big help. Derek Corkin went in a full-back the weekend. I told you I was a bit nervous about the full-back line the last day. I thought they were under pressure. Derek had a really good game of full-back. He did very, very well. Killian Corkin was brilliant at cornerback. The Shamrocks are tipping away. Like, I, like I, I've said it from the outset, you know, it, it's well documented that I shout for the Shamrocks. I'm a Shamrocks fan, like, yeah. but Shamrocks won't win the championship this year, Robbie. Um, I think the Shamrocks must be absolutely delighted with where they're at. Oh, they are. Well, no, they won't be delighted to be in a relegation the, semi-final. Oh, I think they'll be delighted. Um, Danes Ford. Yeah, I know. Look, Danes Ford. With the greatest respects to Danes Ford. Uh, no, you know, they'll, I they'll, know we keep saying that every <coughs> podcast, but no. ultimately, I mean, they're... They're not going to beat Ballyhead No, you'll be absolutely but stunned. Paddy Mullen didn't play at the weekend, and Adrian didn't play at the but weekend. But they'll both be back. They'll have. definitely be back yeah, now, yeah. and that'll be... <coughs> and look, I'd expect nothing nothing less than a, a Shamrocks win there. Colin Fenley will come back. So they'll, they'll pick up momentum. They will... Um, do you know, but the games are going to come ticking fast as well, and I think, th- th- unfortunately for Ballyhale, uh, they just don't have that huge panel or arsenal of players to come back into the squad unless something happens. Um, Did they ever have it though? Was it was ah, it last yeah. year's All Ireland semi final where Pat Holman didn't make a sub? Ah, yeah, no, like no, that? but no, sorry, Rob. What I mean is, after the league championship this Arsenal of the players arriving home okay. from travelling the yeah, likes yeah, of yeah. say Joey Holden yeah, coming yeah, back yeah. in to short things up Colin coming back in to short things up um, and I still think it if Ballyhale win and I'll be delighted I'll be down in Andy's probably slipping a few points into me um, if they do win it I still think this will be the best uh, the six in a row the sixth one will be the biggest achievement ever OK that's group A then uh, we'll go on to group B um those results obviously I read them out a little bit earlier but just to remind people Dixborough 419 Tullerone 16 points Wallachan Gales 324 Danes Fort 16 points Clara 419 Mullen Levat 115 we'll go to the big game of the weekend in this group it was Clara and Mullen Levat it was billed as a huge match because the loser went into a relegation semi-final and also because I think most people would have expected that it was going to be an incredibly tight affair that would go right to the debt it was anything but We'll start with the positive, I suppose, on this one. Brilliant victory and a brilliant performance under pressure for Clara. Yeah, Clara were were were, were good value for the win in this game. Eddie Doyle was at it for us. Um, he said Martin O'Connell got switched back to midfield and he was absolutely outstanding um, in midfield. He said he just he went to town there and I think Jack Langton was moved back to full back and uh, he gave an exhibition as well so um, massive win for Clara um, I've seen Clara play twice this year I couldn't see it coming uh, I'm delighted for them um, you know they've, 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 they've a lot of good players there as well like Chris Bulger uh, is a super hurler as well um, and obviously there's way more than him Conor O'Shea very good there as well you know like Clara are a good team uh, you didn't expect them to be in relegation nobody would have expected no. them to be in relegation um, you actually had them as one of the teams that you thought maybe we're on the peripherals of maybe semi-finals. Yeah, kind of with Benis Bridge, Glenmore. Yeah, yeah. So and Mullen Levat actually. Would have yeah. So there. look, look, that that that's a great result for Clara. Um, 
it's it's the other side of that result is the worrying side for, for we'll get on to that I know we, I, we will get on to that because it is the big story really from the match but I just want to say I was at the launch of the championships on Thursday night and actually spoke with Liam Ryan he's Leicester's brother he's a brilliant player for Clara a very experienced player and he was so defiant in saying that we haven't been anywhere near our best but we're coming very very good you have to back that up with a performance they've done that they've backed it up with a result as well does that, does that suggest that Clara are on their way back to being a very competitive team against any opposition in this year's championship um, it does uh, you know it'd be interesting to see where they can back it up now again um, they're going to be playing Greg Ballycannon yeah. in a couple of weeks time Greg Ballycannon will be buzzing for this they will um, to be a very different proposition than Mullinavat in all known forms at the start of the year if I said to you Greg Ballycallan and Mullinavat be playing in the first round championship or sorry Greg Ballycallan and Clara playing in the first round you'd tell me Clara was going to win I'd tell you the mm-hmm. same Clara's going to win I don't know that win it suggests that Clara are going to have something to say in this championship yeah. because of the manner of it and the, you know there was so much on the line this again isn't a dead rubber that's what I mean yeah yeah. Uh, no. to turn up when it matters most well, tells, it did. says a lot about the team um, doesn't it it does big character there um, 419 in, a, in what would have been I can tell you now they'd have been sick to the pits of the stomach all week that oh, would have been like yeah. championship final preparation week um, massive massive result and they're going into the knockout stages in a really good place one of the vat aren't the exact opposite um, I thought I, I, I watched them against Dixborough last week and I said you know they're delighted yeah. with this result they've only been beaten four points by a team that I think is going to win the championship everybody thinks it's going to be there thereabouts anyway there was a buzz there was, you know, the weather was warm everything so the same conditions again the same conditions we'll say for this game as there was for the Dixborough game as in weather-wise the whole lot um, and I just I just can't get my head around it it's Neither just can I, it's the strangest strangest result of the weekend I think they're just they're just so inconsistent um, and I, like I really like Mullinavat I said to you earlier in the year I love their tenacity their work rate they've got some class hurlers they've you know players that can light it up on a given day but for whatever reason, it just didn't happen for them. Um, and that's happened a couple of times this year. Do you think it's much of the same group, or a lot anyway, um, from the team that would have got promotion? I think their first year back in senior was around 2015. That's the only year they've made a semi-final. But they've never really been involved in a relegation scrap. So they've always been in that middle place almost of first round quarter final. Never any further, never any behind or, or further back. Do you think when stuff like that happens, you just reach an end point where you're thinking, this is getting more and more difficult each year, and almost you're standing still, the other teams are moving forward, and as a result, you've actually gone back into a relegation scrap. Do you think that could have happened with Mullivat, where they've become a little bit flat, and that has cost them? Maybe maybe that is the case, Robbie. Like, they've... Like they have a new management team there and, and things like that. So you, you know, you normally when you bring in things like that, you, it's to freshen stuff up, yeah. and, and and that'd be one of the main reasons for doing it. Um, I think Mullen have made the quarterfinals at least every single year since they've went senior. Yeah. I don't think they've been knocked out in the first round ever. Yeah. Um, not ever, but like since they went back yeah, up. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I really don't know what's going on with Mullenavat. Um, I'd love for Colin O'Byrne I've interviewed him a couple of times he comes across as a, a does, really yeah, really brilliant. decent person and a real good guy they seem to like him in the whole lot I'm sure he's going to be putting pressure on himself and look players win matches and players lose matches the, the lads are going to have to go out next week or two weeks time in that in that relegation semi-final and, and, and they're going to have to turn up uh, it's as simple as that Aaron's own I definitely wouldn't like to be playing Aaron's own in a relegation semi-final. These are hardened pros at this now over the last couple of years, so they they know how to do get the job done as well. So I don't know if Mullinavata turned up against Dixborough, turn up Mullinavata will be fine. If Mullinavata turned up against Clara or Tullerone earlier in the year, 
Mullinavar are in big trouble. Okay, okay. Um, then the other two games in that group, it has to be said that these were two of the kind of, I don't want to be disparaging in what I say, but they certainly weren't the most entertaining of games or the most fascinating of games over the weekend. Um, well, Lachlan Gales and Danes Fort, it's nearly a pity that it went as one-sided as it did because I think Danes Fort could have done with a more competitive match. Um, they probably could have. Lachlan Gales might have needed a more competitive game as well. Mm. Um, but you know, so neither of them are going to get a huge amount out of the game. Um, I hope Dainsford, I didn't see the actual team sheet. Uh, I hope Dainsford rested a few players uh, to try and get some, you know, lads up for the the next day. The Lachlan Gales game, it, this isn't the game they need to win. It's the, it's the next day that they need to go and win. So I wouldn't be too worried about the result in that. Um, well, Auckland Gales have been they've been very very good in this in this in this league championship um, standout player for me with a Auckland Gales so far in the year David Fogarty at wing back absolutely brilliant he's going to be a fine next year when he's playing for Kilkenny um, I think I think they've I think all Auckland Gales have been very very good it's going to be a bridge too far for Dainsford this weekend I did say to you last week if I was over Dainsford I'd be resting lads okay. um, you knew you are in a relegation unlike Mullinavash Mullinavash were playing in a relegation yeah. quarter final yeah, at the weekend yeah, yeah. Dainsford Aaron's on they were already there their minds were already focused on that do you think because uh, we don't talk a lot about O'Loughlin's and I've said this a couple of times on the podcast now they're the one team that have gone under the radar in terms of how good they've been like this has been in your estimation it's the more difficult of the two groups so this has been an exceptional league performance by them only bettered by Dixborough you could argue across the two groups maybe or maybe Glenmore of course as well yeah no but like if they were in the other group they would have finished on the same points as uh, if you know what I mean like the, like oh, Lachlan Gales finished on 8 points like mm. they won 4 or 5 games they only lost 1 yeah. um, you know they're after scoring 95 going into the last weekend they had 95 scores on the board um, you know Glenmore only 82 on the board it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's an interesting one and the other one as well 128 scores now obviously yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, they've been shooting well and they've been keeping teams tight at the back. Um, like, they've... Oh, Lock and Gales are in a really good place, but they've got such a back line. Oh, God. I said this at the weekend, Eddie. The, the reason that O'Loughlin's are in a very good place, I think, is because they have a good forward line. They don't have a great forward line, let's be honest, but they have a good forward line that will do scores, will, will get scores and enough scores. But they must have... I don't think it's too far to say they must have the best backline in the championship. I'd say they're the best backline in club hurling. <laughs> um, like it's unbelievable, isn't like, it? But see, if you're not going to the games, you won't know some of these players. But obviously, Hugh Lawler, a fullback, yeah, brilliant. Paddy Deegan at centre back, top class. Yeah, David Fogarty and Jordan Malloy, the two wing backs, are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. They really, really are. Ronan Buckley in cornerback and Tony Forrestal, right? Two really, really good cornerbacks, and you've Mikey Butler who's going to obviously when he's fit mm. will be back in a cornerback so you've in my eyes you've already got three of the Kenny starting six backs on their team um, and then you've got I think David Fogarty and Jordan Malloy I don't know how old David Fogarty is but if if I, I'll be stunned if David Fogarty is 21, 22 I'll be stunned if he's not in the Kenny panel this year yeah. um, he's just he's just brilliant um, and Jordan Malloy as well isn't he? <laughs> you know there's uh, look their backs are just so good and um, and, and and obviously they've the three county lads to really push it on. Yeah. But but you're right, it's it's like O'Loughlin Gales are holding teams to kind of one eighteen, that type of thing at mm. senior hurling, that's savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dane's fourth then, um how would you prepare the next two weeks? Can you, is there any way you can instill belief in the yeah. team that have lost five games in a row that the first team you're going to beat this year are the All-Ireland champions? Yeah, look, everyone ups their game for Ballyhill. You've said that before. They have a chance they'll go in. Everyone's writing them off. 
you know, always beware of a big underdog like that. Um, they've had some some really good performances this year in the championship. Paddy Hogan's been super in the goal. Paul Murphy's been playing well. Uh, Aina Caseda, he's been very very good. Well pronounced. Thank Eddie. you, thank you. Uh, he, he's been very very good um, since he came into it. Look, all's not lost. Dainsford have one or two county finals to play now, and don't don't be don't be writing up that gravestone just yet now you know okay. if they, they Dainsford turn up for one of them games Dainsford could be okay and I think it might be the second game as opposed to the first one though right the Borough and Tullerone then um, yeah I don't know pretty much a non-event really it was again without seeing the team sheets because we weren't at I, I wasn't at every game without seeing the team sheets it's a hard one to call Um Dixborough popping up 419 against Tullerone is brilliant uh, it's a huge score uh, and holding them to 16 points the other end um, you know like the two of these teams will be relatively happy enough with where they are. Tullerone wouldn't have liked them to concede that at the weekend. That's oh. a bit of a bit of a hiding there now. You know, losing the game by fifteen points. Um, Dixborough are moving along really nicely. I would say, if I was allowed to be one person right now, I'd take Michael Walsh's job straight away. Right. Um, they're they're in a great place. Bit of a break now next week. League final the week after, and then on you go. And I think um, whoever beats. Dixborough is going to win a championship this year. Do you think? Do you, how do you think he'll approach the league final? Because if he were to win the league final, Dixborough that is, they would have to win ten consecutive games to win a county title. However good a team you are, that's very very difficult. I'm not even sure if the Shamrocks have ever done that. Do you think he'll look at that and nearly say? Well, I can assure you, the Shamrocks haven't done that. No, yeah, that's um, what I mean. Like he'll have to go and win every single game. I'm not saying you purposely lose the league final, but do you just hold back a bit? and have all eyes on the quarterfinal and not just one eye no I think if there's anyone with a knock this is what it comes back to if there's yeah. anyone with a knock you give them a rest you don't it's not a be all and end all of it you know it's it's not a season defining game so if there's anyone with a knock give them a rest but Robbie you you, you go and win the game yeah, you, can't you go and win the game um, and I think Dixborough like I know that they made some changes the other day the starting 15 you see in the programme wasn't the starting 15 no, that they played with there was a lot of changes there and they still got 419 so they're getting blooded into the panel as well the league finally will have another opportunity to throw a few more lads into that panel and give lads you know some of the more senior players someone like Killian Buckley like Killian had a stop start season with Kilkenny so he wouldn't have had a huge amount of games with Kilkenny mm-hmm. I know he obviously scored a, a cracking goal in the Leicester final and stuff but if you actually look at minutes on the field he didn't get a huge amount of them when he was in with the county. No. So the lads would have been playing kind of league games in the club and stuff. They would have had a lot more games under their belt. So players like Killian will only improve for every club game they play. They'll actually get better and sharper as they go along. I know that sounds cracked, but that's I genuinely yeah. feel that is the case. Um, so I think Mike Michael knows where he's at. He's, he's a very, very good manager. The team are really, really good. I think they're motoring along nicely. Hold back one or two of these lads. Go out. And, and go and win your league and, and so be it if you have to win 10 games to, to, to go and win the win it all out Just let them at it sure why can't they ok that's the Borough um, Tolerone then they're the last team we're going to speak about in terms of the weekend's results like what do you do with this do you just complete right off and move on yep I, I don't know what their starting team was again because I wasn't there um, so I, you know I only got like we get back for the team of the week we get back to players that were outstanding and we find that this is the first time I've ever gotten the team of the week back to me and there wasn't any Tullerone players on the outstanding list Yeah. Um, so they just had a bad day at the office um, I'd know a good few of the Tullerone players like 
Tullerone are a really really good team um, like Bennett's Bridge are going to be coming up against their real big juggernaut here now um, Tullerone like they're only up senior four or five years now it's not like they've yeah. been up there like people forget this they've, they went from well, being they all learned in 2020 so they would have promoted in 2019 yeah yeah so like I mean if you think about it like 2020 2021 2022 20, this is their fourth year at senior yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robbie, your maths there are absolutely <laughs> astounding there, right? I to think for a minute there. there. If anybody else needs a calculator... Hey, I added 33 on to 95 quite quickly, thank you very much. <laughs> right, OK. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, right, the point that I'm making is, like, they haven't been senior that long, but straight away they went from being intermediate champions to being contenders to win the championship. Like, Tullerone are a team you expect to see in a semi-final. You would, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. just remember that they've done that in such a short space of time. Um, they've got brilliant club herders and, and lads that will play for Kilkenny, Shane Walsh, Garrett Dunn, Mossy Keown, uh, Podrick, uh, Tommy Walsh. They're Tullerone, I wouldn't draw a line through that result. I okay. would say Tullerone have one eye on, on, on the next prize. Okay, so we will look ahead to the next prize. The next, of course, games coming up, our championship, and uh, that's when the fun really, really starts, um, which is saying something because it's been great crack already. Uh, we will look ahead to these games probably in more detail on next week's podcast, Eddie, because they are going ahead on the weekend of September 23rd and 24th. But the league final and the Shield final will go through first before we get into the championship matches. Dixborough and Glenmore. Who do you see winning this? Um, Dixborough. Okay. Shield final? James Stevens. They're playing O'Loughlin Gales. Yeah. O'Loughlin Gales. Is that the most useless game going? The Shield final? Yeah. Yeah, see, it, 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 it's not. It's not because you get an opportunity to play more players and you get a chance to play in Nolan Park and you know there's the, the process is important in all these things people forget that like Glenmore playing Glenmore playing against Dixborough in the league final the Glenmore management get the opportunity to prep for a final you know the whole routine but it feels like a piece of silverware to be won not as big as a county title but yeah. like a proper piece of tangible reward for your success so far the Shield doesn't have that same feeling at all it doesn't but now it's a city derby and you have the bragging rights they won't there'll be no, neither of these nearly, parishes nearly good for both teams that's a city derby is it ah, it is it's good for the game as well like I mean everybody would want to see it but again <clears throat> you know it's not it's not to be all and end all it won't define either team's seasons no um, but even though they were in the much easier group as you said I think the two teams that come out of the other group are going to end up winning the league and the Shield even though they were in the simple group the village and no no oh, Dixborough and all Auckland Gales ah, will yeah. both win their leagues I do I yeah, you see, no Glenmore. no you're not you're I'll not, go with see, Glenmore no you're not I, think, what happened I don't is, think the Borough can win a county title by winning 10 games in a row so I'll go with Glenmore in that one I think it means it means a bit more to Glenmore it, it, I, I'd say it may it means possibly. a lot to both teams though I don't know. I think it's it's important. I think winning is everything. That's my opinion. Anyway, you win every game, yeah. and then when you okay. stop, you lose. You go and try and win every game again afterwards. But as I said to you, you'll find. I think that the two winners will come from that side. Okay, that's fair. Uh, then the big big games, championship first round. I think these two first round championship games that aren't relegation semi finals are absolutely mouth watering. Uh, I couldn't call either of them. Uh, We'll go with Tullerone and Bensbridge first. You are defiant in saying that Tullerone are going to win this game. Yeah. And comfortably? No. It'll be a tight game. It's okay. the Kenny knockout championship. <laughs> They'll win it by three or four points, um, I think. I think it'll be a great game. I can't wait for it. Um, I might, might be able to go to it if I keep slagging off Bennett's Bridge, <laughs> which I'm not doing there for anybody from Bennett's Bridge listening in there. I'm most certainly not slagging you off. Yeah. But um, no, I think, I just think Tullerone will win that game. I think I think Tullerone have more. I think the bridge needed to win last week, or yesterday, I think, or Saturday, I think the bridge needed to win that game to show that there was, the momentum was being built. Um, 
it's not. So that's why I'm going with Tullerone. You uh, said Bennett's Bridge being a county semi final this year. I know that. You said they were going to be in a county semi final there about three weeks ago. I said they had a chance. And I, th- I still think they could if the draw goes their way, but I think they'll be Tullerone. Okay. 100%. Not 100%. <laughs> I mean, okay, 100%. We'll go 100%. I think Bennett's Bridge will be Tullerone. Okay. Is is that all my opinions worth? No, I, look, look. I, I can see the reason for you picking Bennis Bridge. I know okay. you've you've been you've been a soft spot for them all season. Like. I do, yeah, yeah. I and like it's not them. that I'm not that I'm overly tough on them or anything like that. It's just I, like I'd have a soft spot for Tullerone. Simple as. I really like oh, Tullerone okay. as a club. I like them as a team. Not that I dislike Bennis Bridge, yeah. but I really like Tullerone. I think the ethos of the GA is absolutely epitomised by that club. I absolutely love Tullerone is the word I should use. Yeah. Tullerone and Ballyhead Shamrocks are what the GA is about. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is this going to be the closest of all four first round games? Um, no, Claren, Greg Bally Callan's going to be close as well now. Right, sure, we'll get straight on to that then. That's, yeah. going, that's going to be yeah. a brilliant game as well, I would have thought. I, I, no, I think so. Like, if the Clare had turned up against Mullinavat and knocked in 419, turn up against Greg Bally Callan, Greg Bally Callan are going to be on the, you know, they're going to find it tough. But if the Greg Bally Callan that turns up to beat Bennett's Bridge, then Clare are going to be in trouble. But Greg Bally Callan drew yesterday with Aaron's own. They won't be overly, you know, jeered up by that. And then facing into Clare, who knocked in 419 against Mullinavat. I think, I think this game, this is this is going to be a cracker now. It'll be one score game there. Okay. Um, who are you going for there, Robbie? Actually, Clara. So the the weaker group now. You've literally just named every team in the weaker group to get through to the quarterfinals. No, I just d- remember that. Yeah, no, uh, I didn't. I went for Ben's Bridge. Oh, you did too. Yeah, just remember that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think to be fair, right? I my opinions before ball was poked was that that was the stronger group the one that you think is the stronger oh, yeah. group I think that has changed now but I still think come championship time the likes of Clara the likes of Mullinavat will improve drastically to be players in the championship where they weren't in the league so I think that league group turned out to be easier than the other one I yeah, no, no we move off the point I'm slagging you Robbie relax no Stop now! No, Don't be such a now. baby. I'm going to cry now. Anyway, Not so you're you're saying you're, you're you're saying that you're saying that the people will protest if you take me off the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what I was going to say you're saying you're saying then in in, in this that you think that Clara are going to beat Greg Ballycallan. Yes, but very very narrowly, and, and Ben Bridge and Tullerone. I think both of these could be one score games. Yeah, I think it'll be very close as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I couldn't call that game um, but I, I, I'll, I'll side with Greg Ballycallan on the basis okay. that Eugene is there and I could end up being standing uh, beside Ronnie as you're well you're over so. a motive Eddie with all your selections this yeah. is the problem um, ok uh, relegation semi-finals we'll just get on to the Shamrocks and Danes forward there's no point in going through the whole game again no. look the both of us are going to say the Shamrocks yeah, there yeah ok and then Mullen and the Aaron's own oh uh, look I, uh, really Robbie it's it's just so down to what Mullinavat turn up and on the basis of what I've seen the, the inconsistencies that they've thrown out a couple of times I'm going to go with Aaron's on Wow ok and I'll go with Mullinavat so we do disagree on some of them we'll go into further detail next week as uh, next week's podcast as I said um, but for now before we get on to the intermediate side of things team of the week Eddie it's the last team of the week for the league. Um, we could have a team of the league next weekend, just uh, as a teaser for people to listen in. Um, but the team of the league for round five, let's go through it. Yeah, so the team of the week 
for and again to explain it we pick six backs six forwards two midfielders and a goalkeeper so when you say I don't need anyone to ring me and tell me that Tom Kenny wasn't playing full back yeah so Shane O'Keefe wasn't happy with this Shane of course is our Imro nominated um, flagship sports presenter here at KCLR and we do wish Shane the best luck with the Imros uh, come October um, he was not happy with this because yeah. he says you slag the All-Stars all the time Yeah, that they pick players just as forwards or as backs not as corner forwards corner backs half forwards half backs and now you have turned to the dark side it's not that I've turned to the dark side the difference in the All-Stars is the lads have about 10 people picking from the All-Star teams and they end up working out on basically the All-Ireland final um, yeah. and then the semi-finals so the All-Stars is completely flawed we're picking a team of the week every single week based on 12 teams playing and you're trying to be as fair as you can so certain players you know if you had a star in performance in a team winning in the forwards but you have to remember there's six games going on so there's probably a marquee forward in every one of them games that deserves yeah. his chance and that's why we're doing it we're sharing the love oh, the okay. All-Stars are just a bunch of frauds the oh, way they okay. picked them out yeah 100% um, agree if they had us picking them there would have been eight the All-Stars this year perfect All-Star team exactly I know look these things aren't simple and uh, the reason we're doing <clears throat> sorry the reason that we're doing <laughs> the team of the week is to drive people bananas as well That's I love it, exactly people are going mad over this yeah but look I love the interaction for it and I, yeah. you know you're saying we might do a team of the league we most certainly will do a team of the league next week you have to keep them hanging Eddie no That's let the them come team. in there and tell them all Angle the ones they got like wrong fish, you yeah. know, on a hook I love it so this week the team that we picked and again I would like to point out that I think this team would win the championship like every single team in goal Sean Buggy Aaron's on for the second time this year yeah, he's me cousin as well. Yeah, really? Yes, yeah, it is. Oh yeah, that's right. You still are late. Yeah, 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 sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, Aaron's own. Um, look, if you're in goal for Aaron's own at the moment, you're going to get a bit of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he's look. In fairness to him, uh, the reporters came back from that game, and there was a couple of other good goalkeeping performances as well. Uh, it must be pointed out. Well, Lachlan Gale's goalkeeper was exceptional at the weekend, and Hulan in goal for Dixborough again. He's Stephen Murphy and Dara Hulan. Yeah, two top keepers, brilliant goalkeepers as well. So that was a good weekend for goalkeepers. Sean Boogie got the nomination. So well done to Sean. Um, the full backline that we went with, um, Jack. Langton, uh, the full back line, Jack Langton, Tom Kenny, and Killian Corcoran from Ballyhale Shamrocks. Killy Corcoran was playing cornerback. Um, you know, and he deserved it. He got two points from play at cornerback. He held his man very, very well in the game. He had a super performance. I have to say, Dara Corcoran went to full back and he played it, played it very, very well as well. To be fair, and I'd say he could be staying there for the rest of the championship. And Jack Langton was taken out of midfield and put the full back as well for Clara, and he uh, worked the treat. So that was the three in the full back line. Any questions, Rob? No, I think that's fair. Uh, the half back line, uh, he's been in this team in a week a couple of times. I think all of these have, but David Fogarty for Lachlan Gales, Owen Murphy from Glenmore, and Timmy Clifford from the Borough. Okay, that's an incredibly strong half back line. Yeah, I'm they're all obviously being very. Con- they've have they have been very consistent in this year's league so far. Yeah, and I actually think that's you know um, open the. Correction here, but I actually think, in fairness, that half back line is that we've one, two, three, four, five players in the first seven, all in the positions they played. Yeah, with the yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, five of the first seven. Yeah. Um, okay, so the back line and the goal, you just let people know Sean Boogie of Aaron's own, Jack Langton of Clara, Tom Kenny of Dixborough, Killian Corkin of Ballyhill Sharmocks. That's the full back line, half back line, David Fogarty of O'Loughlin Gales, Owen Murphy of Glenmore, Timmy Clifford of Dixborough. On to the midfield, lady. Yeah, midfield. Clara moved Martin O'Connell from centre forward to midfield, won the game for him. He scored 1 5 from midfield. He gave Eddie Doyle, couldn't 
praised this man high enough for his performance so uh, he strolls in there at midfield and the other person I've put into midfield is Luke Scanlon from James Stevens. Um, Luke I think Luke got five points from play um, at the weekend did he? yeah he definitely got four I'm just looking back on my notes um, there, was, <laughs> there was so many scores in that game Robbie <laughs> I nearly had to go and change pens um, yeah five points uh, one two three four five yeah he got five points from play um, he's look he's another player that's just been lighting this championship up he's he's brilliant um, his movement around the field his work rate he's, he has it every way so super um, super performance by 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 Luke again and, and I think that's the second or third time he's made the team of the week as well yeah he's absolutely flying it he's probably been one of I think you said on last week's podcast he may well be the player of the competition so far yeah he's definitely up there um, he's he's definitely James Stevens best player in the championship so far and like, James Stevens are in a shield final so you know he'd be up there with say Owen Murphy from Glenn Moore uh, Timmy Clifford David Fogarty um, there's a lot of players that have been in there every week um, are very close to being in it every week so I'd, I'd be putting it out there and, uh, you know there was a big performance just on the unlucky side of it there Niall Brazel as well had a really good game for James Stevens at centre back uh, he just didn't fit into the team unfortunately this time as well so I just had to point out so into the forwards then Robbie um, we went with Greg Ballycallan's Tommy Ronan um, O'Loughlin Gales Mark Bergen and Ballyhale Shamrock's own Cody as the half forward line that's incredibly strong and three players who have made the team of the week already this year are certainly Tommy Rowan and Mark Bergen have is this John Cody's first time in it? He might have been in the first one. I know I got obliterated one week because we didn't put him in the team of the week. But four or something against Ballycallan, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, no, but there was like he only did it in the second half. He had a bad first half by his own standards, and the person, someone, you know, went on social media and was like, "Oh, you're blind. You can't see Owen Cody. Surely he's on the best." Like Owen Cody's the best forward in Kilkenny, but he doesn't have the best performance every single week. Yeah. He was he was unmarkable at the weekend. Uh, he went out of the game for about 10 or 15 minutes but when they needed him he came straight back in flying and himself and TJ it's nearly telepathic the way they're switching yeah. centre forward full forward centre forward full forward TJ didn't make the team of the week this week actually and he was he was he was very very good as well <laughs> so I'm sure when you're texting in to tell me I'm blind that I didn't put TJ in the team Tommy Rowan and Mark Bergen Owen Cody great yeah. half forward line oh yeah so Tommy Rowan Mark Bergen and Owen Cody as you said they're the half forward line Finally then, Eddie, for this week, the full forward line. We went with Bill Sheen from Dixborough, Jerry Elward from Glen Moore, who literally went to war uh, at the weekend. I think he got 1-5 from play. Yes. And then Owen Wall from all Auckland Gales. Yeah. Now we have to bring up Owen Wall. He scored four points last weekend against Tullerone, I think it was. A lot of people not happy that he made the team of the week. So to please those people, we've put him in this week, but he has been absolutely brilliant throughout the course of this league. We didn't put him in the team of the week last week, and there was yeah. people moaning. That's not why he's in the team of the week this week, Robbie. Ah, he's look. in the team of the week this week because of his performance. Ah, look, you know. So, if anyone thinks that I actually have any sentiment or sympathy when the text in to give I out, do. I do. I don't. I, listen, opinions. I've told you this a million times, Robbie. If you went and asked thirty people to give you the team of the week this week, you'd have. 10 players change every time would, so yeah. look it's about conversation it's about opening up the conversation it's about getting people talking about the club championships that's all we want we're here to promote the club championships we're not here to single out players if it was me to be probably 9 Ballyhale players starting there you know so you can't do it like that I'm just trying to be as fair as I can lots of unlucky people there Own Guilfoyle James Stevens had a really good game he was unlucky not to get into it Niall Brazel was very unlucky not to get into it TJ Reid was unlucky not to be in it Billy Ryan was unlucky not to be in it um, Ian 
what's his name Ian Burn. Byrne from Glenmore is on looking at the minute so there's lots of players that didn't make the team and who knows who'll make the team of the league next week when we pick that team of the league and cause absolute consternation OK here we go this is the round 5 St. Kansas Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Team of the Week for the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast Sean Boogie in goal Jack Langton Tom Kenny and Killian Corkin are the full back line David Fogarty Owen Murphy and Timmy Clifford are the half back line Martin O'Connell and Luke Scanlon make up the midfield Tommy Rowland Mark Bergen and Owen Cody are the half forward line Bill Sheen Ger Aylward and Owen Wall make up the full forward line and the rest of the team do let us know what you think um, you can comment or share on their Facebook post Twitter and where of course this uh podcast does go out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So do text into the show at the weekend on 0833069696 if you do disagree or agree with the teams. Um, intermediate side of things then Eddie, that went ahead on Sunday afternoon. We had live commentary of Liz Downey versus St. Martins and again we had reports from all of these games. Group A, Liz Downey 116, St. Martins 12 points, Moon Coyne 124, Connie Shamrocks 21 points, Young Ireland's 322, Fenians 117. In Group B, this was very, very straightforward, it has to be said. Not a lot of action here. Thomastown 220, Carrick Shock 22 points, Roar and Steak 419, Blacks and Whites 11 points, Dunhamagan 118, O'Loughlin Gales 19 points. I actually just want to run through Group B, Eddie, because as I said, not a lot changed here. Thomastown topped this 10 points from a possible 10. Carrick Shocker in a relegation semi final. Um, this game, as far as I know from our reporters, lacked a lot in intensity. Yeah, um, look, I think, I actually think Carrick Shocker are in big trouble. Um, I think, they've, they're, you know, in fairness to Richie there, he's been so dogged with injuries this year. Um, it's, it's just not even, it, it's actually. It's it's inconceivable that, that what they're working through there. So I think um, that's not a bad result against Thomastown losing by 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 four points. It's not by any stretch. You know that's not a, yeah. a hiding, and maybe it'll be buoyed on from it. But their county final was last week against Blacks and Whites, and they were found wanting in that. Mm. Um, so look, I, I, Thomastown are going into the league final flying uh, as we had predicted the wood. So look, it is what it is. Carrick shock into the relegation, and I, I think they're going to need a bit of luck in relegation now as well. Um, over onto the next game, Roaring Steak, Blacks and Whites. I went down to that game yesterday myself. Uh, extremely one-sided. Um, Blacks and Whites, you know, they just they just weren't up to the, the the actual physicality. I think in a lot of the cases, Kieran Joyce, a fullback, was was really really Is good. This the third time this year, Blacks and Whites have got a bad beating. Yeah, um, uh, Thomas two Dale, times. Roaring Steak, not against Dunhamagan. No. no. So look, I think the biggest thing about it was Roaring Steak. I actually think had one eye on the next round of the championship and it wasn't that they were worried about what position they were playing in they were trying to get a performance Blacks and Whites I would think are happy enough where they are Yeah, yeah. yeah but this isn't good preparation to go into the championship to be beaten no. by 19 points um, you know look there was a lot of players you know won't be happy with their own performances um, in the game I was there I wasn't I wasn't overly happy with some of the performances by, by some of the lads but you know pick your teeth up now you've, you've achieved what you set out to achieve at the start of the year and that was to make sure you maintained your intermediate status to go and play one coin next week or yeah next week um, you know it's a big task but yeah. look hopefully they can come up to it and then O'Loughlin Gales against Dunhamagan um, O'Loughlin Gales were unlucky here I think they put it up to Dunhamagan they were for ahead for most of this game yeah so they put it up to Dunhamagan um, I did say and I wasn't being cruel either I did say after I watched O'Loughlin Gales play Blacks and Whites the first day I said it to you that evening that O'Loughlin Gales wouldn't win a game in that league and mm. uh, they haven't now this is where it'll get interesting next weekend well, let's see what team sheet O'Loughlin Gales throw out in the relegation semi-final I would not like to be playing them in a relegation semi-final no 
Um, that group then has finished as follows. Thomas Sound have topped it with 10. Then come Dunhamagan with 8. Roaring Steak finish in 3rd with 6. Blacks and Whites in 4th with 4 points. Carrick Shock are in a relegation semi-final. They've finished 5th with 2 points. O'Loughlin Gales finished bottom with 0 points. We will, of course, preview this weekend's fixtures. But Group A, this is where the big things were happening. Um... Just first of all, the game we were at in Cannon Currents Park, Lisdowney and St. Martins. Lisdowney won, and in all honesty, they won quite comfortably by seven points in the end. That was a first versus second game, and if St. Martins won, they were in a league final. Is this just further proof that Lisdowney and, you know, Thomas Town, I suppose, you know, they've won all their games as well. There's a um, huge bridge between those two teams and the rest. It seems to be at the moment, anyway. Um, yeah, um, Liz Downey comes through this batch of of St Martin's. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, it was there was no real bite in the game. There was no, no real needle. Lacked I don't think. I don't think St Martin's were overly worried about getting to a league final, which I was surprised by. Yeah, it's like it's down to it's down to what you want. I mean, you know, Davy Fitzgerald. To go and give you a strange one for you, right? David Fitzgerald, when he manages teams, goes in all guns blazing to try and win the first competition he can win. Yeah. So be it. Like if he was managing the Kilkenny Hurling team, he'd be all guns blazing to try and win the Welsh Cup or something, yeah. you know? Uh, just to bring a trophy back so that he can do the info after one saying, oh, we won the Welsh Cup. <laughs> and, you know. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's his modus operandum. In Wexford, he won a league and sure, he got the league semi final or whatever. He didn't win the league, got the well, league semi yeah. No, he got the league semi final in his first year. Oh, okay, yeah. so, you know, this type of thing. So you're taking a team from a low base and you're bringing them to this base and you're, oh, look at it, great looking. It papers over an awful lot of cracks because you're playing against teams that aren't at 100% yet. As in fitness wise, target wise, the whole lot. Like, if you beat Kilkenny in the first round of the National League, you're not going to be going second favourites to win the All Ireland. Like, no. Uh, so, and the same with Limerick if you catch them. But the club is different though, no? It isn't. It's not that it's, sorry, it isn't. When I'm saying it, it, it's not that it's it, it, it's different for me in the sense that say St Martin's there like you could have went into that game at the weekend and said Cheddar could say right lads we'll throw everything at this and every player we have and we're safe and we're secure but I think it was more a case of look lads we've had a really good league campaign go out we'll try our best there we'll throw the shackles off and we'll go for it but it's not to be all and end all of it I want to make sure that I've everyone to pick from in the knockout championship stages I don't want lads getting hurt or getting injured or anything else and that's why I think there was no needle to it um, Liz Downey and Thomas Downer are tipping away they're batting these aside um, like Liz Downey and Thomas Downer are heavyweights in that championship whoever draws them is, is gone yeah no matter who it is like it I hate to say it will be a Liz Downey and County and Thomas, and Thomas County. County. yeah unless they beat each other um, on the way and I don't know how they can so you know I, I, I think it's a bit <coughs> of a pity isn't it I'm sure you're going to have you're going to have two or three really strong teams in every grade like I mean mm. Do you know, it, it, that happens. Like, you know, Kilkenny Limerick have been in the last two All-Ireland finals. It didn't soften the All-Ireland Championship because it's them. It's just the way it is. Liz Downey have come down. Not too many teams have come down and went straight back up. No. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. Like, the Intermediate Championship, to say, is the hardest one to win. Um, so, look, you know, look, where we are, we can go on about it all day. Liz yeah. Downey beat St. Martins. I think Liz Downey are that much better than St. Martins. I think they're seven or eight points better than them anyway. Okay. Um, so it is what it is I did say that last week I thought that was the case um, Munkoyne and Connie 124 21 points um, Connie got a red card in this yeah in the second half, the second half. was there much yeah. left though well, there was it was only two or, two or three points in it with about 20 minutes to go I think yeah I, look, 
I don't know. I think sometimes you go down to 14 men and it nearly suits you and you start playing a bit better. Munkine are very good. Um, I was listening to the man giving the reports from there mm-hmm. and he Tom Hannan, yeah. he highlighted um, Paul Hennerby again. Like Paul is just a fabulous centre-back. He really is. Um, I like Munkine. They're very, very good. They're playing blacks and whites next week. Obviously, I'll, I won't like them next week. I'll be roaring on blacks yeah. and whites. But um, Munkine are a tasty team as well. I wouldn't. I said to you they were my dark horses yeah, this year. Munkine are very good. Um, They're very good. Really good forwards. Adam Croke, Power Watch, absolutely brilliant to two of them. Killian Hogan's a savage hurler as well. Sean Gannon, these are a good team. Yeah. So, yeah. look, it was a big win there. And then the last game in that but group... Just for, just for Connie sorry. Yeti, sorry, but they're in a relegation semi-final now. Yeah. Who are Connie playing in their semi-final? They're going to go up against... O'Loughlin, no. O'Loughlin. Yeah. yeah. How do they come into this now? Because they have been not very good in the league. Um, Connie, well, look, they, they, they had... Um, Tom Phelan was playing yesterday. James Bergen was back. He was playing yesterday as well. Um, from from unless your man giving the reports was mixing them up with somebody else. Oh, no, he, he was. Right. He was right. <laughs> um, do you know? Look, it depends. If O'Loughlin Gales have senior players that haven't played in the championship yet that are available to them next weekend, O'Loughlin Gales take an awful lot of beating. But if they don't, O'Loughlin Gales will not be Connie Shamrocks. Okay. Well, do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll, we'll preview that game anyway, but that's an interesting point. I want to get back to it. But the big game of the weekend, along with St. Martins and Lisdowney, in my opinion, because I thought that was a big game for St. Martins. I couldn't believe how poor they were. Um, Young Ireland's and Fenians. Young Ireland's, when it mattered most, and I know some people haven't been happy with the way I've been commenting on Young Ireland's, but when it mattered most, it turned up. They've avoided relegation and now they can look ahead to a first round championship game. 322 to 117 win against the Fenians. Yeah, I'm sure the people of Young Ireland are very happy the way I've been commenting on that yeah, team. There you go. Look, it is what it is. Anyone that gets offended by anything that we say on the podcast really. You don't want to get to, your head checked, really, yeah, wouldn't you? Take, take, take a chill pill there now. But yeah. I've been saying it to you about Young Ireland. I genuinely fancy this team. I think they're very, very good. Um, they're too inconsistent, but they are very good. When they get it, they're flying. Okay. The game yesterday, I was told because obviously I was at the Blacks and Whites game, yes. was marred by savage aggression in the game. There was an awful lot of hits, a lot of stuff happening off the ball, things like that. One of the Young Ireland's players picked up a serious injury yesterday as well. Wish him the very best in his recovery too. Yep. Um, with facial injury. like So, <clears throat> it's, it's... Young Ireland's... The reason this is happening is Young Ireland's traditionally have been seen as a team that you can bully. And that's genuine. You get up in their faces and you start being mad aggressive against them and the whole lot. Yesterday they faced the Fenians who'd been known as a team that will be up there and will you know what's the word very aggressive yes in your push face in your face and Young Ireland's met them with everything they had yesterday and, 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 and sent it back Three twenty two was a savage score to throw up on it um, Young Jack Brennan played yesterday gave an exhibition in the half forward line he was brilliant Mikey was superb again Paddy Langton slapped over a couple of points from the half back line Podrick O'Neill He'd be disappointed now when I point this one out, but he gave away both penalties. Um, but, but aside from giving away yeah. the two penalties, he was brilliant. And the two penalties, they scored one and missed one, so yeah. it wasn't the end of the world. There were two goals if he didn't do yeah. what he did. Um, Ted Dre was super yesterday. Paul Holden was super yesterday. Corner, corner hitting form at the right time. They're playing Roar Inishtig now. That's the only problem. They're playing Roar Inishtig next yeah. week. Um, so if if this Goran turn up against Roar Inishtig and Roar in Stieg that I seen yesterday Roar are going into that game on the back of playing a very very soft what I call less than a friendly against Blacks and Whites yesterday the boys Young Ireland's are coming into this game on the back of an absolute dog fight against the Fenians they'll be hardened from it um, I think Young Ireland's are going to shock you this year Robbie I think I, I'd fancy Young Ireland's um, to go to the semi-finals in this championship 
Whoa. Yeah, I okay. think they can. Now, if Jack is away next weekend... Jack. All bets are off. Jack, Jack Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. 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 Now, there's a good chance Jack is away next weekend. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know what the story is. I didn't, I didn't get to ask him. I was going to text him this morning yeah. and say, well done. But it, it's just, unfortunately, Jack is one of the best show jumpers in the country as well. He's a fabulous yeah. show jumper. It's a shocking rider. to be the best show jumper in the yeah, country. He's, he's, he's a super lad. So and unfortunate. It's just because of the nature of it, I know there's a show jumping yes. event in Belgium next week and he could be, I'm not sure if he's in that. Okay. But if he's in that, that's that's his... That's his. That's his number one sport. Bruce is cooked for Jack, basically. On, on that day, it is. Yeah, and then for 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 Young Ireland, he's such a good player to have. Yeah. Um, he he has, he has, and he's not the only one. Ted Dre was superb yesterday. Paul Holden. Just watch Young Ireland. If they can get the right team on the field, if they have them there, Young Ireland will take beating. They're they're a really good team. Right. So the final group in Group A went as follows: Liz Downey topped it with ten points. Then came St Martin's with six. Munkine finished in third, also on six points. Young Ireland moved into fourth on four points. Conaghy Shamrocks finished second from bottom on two points, and Fenians are bottom of the pile, also on two points. So the next round of fixtures there this weekend. So they are coming thick and fast, and of course we'll have commentary and reports on all of these games on KCLR League Final. It's Thomastown versus Lisdownia. Mount Watering tie, but you would wonder how um, strong both teams will go. Shield Final: St Martin's versus Dunamagan. First round championship games are Moonkind versus Blacks and Whites and Roaring Steag versus Young Ireland and the other first round championship games that also act as relegation semi-finals see Carrick Shock go up against the Fenians and Conaghy Shamrocks will take on O'Loughlin Gales like we did with the senior Eddie we'll just get the league and the shield out of the way first um, Thomas Townley is Downey will this be just a shadow boxing, shadow boxing affair? It could be Thomas are after winning a few leagues now as well um, this is back to your point about you know how much emphasis do you yeah. put on it I think both teams will want to know where they are uh, it'd be interesting for them. Um, I, 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 I really don't know what. It depends. If the two of them put out their full teams and, and they go hammer and tongs at it, they'll be absolutely insane um, because yeah. they're going to be out the following week in the quarterfinals and yeah. they're going to have half their team injured. So you wouldn't know what way they'll face into the game. It's a bit of a... Um, it's going to be a cat and mouse yoke, is it? It is, yeah. I yeah. think, it, and like shadow boxing is the right word to use. Uh, Who will win the game? I don't know. It'll yeah. put it down to. I, I, I said I think Liz Downey will win the championship this year uh, on the basis of that. I think Liz Downey will probably win that league final. Okay, and then I'll go with Thomas Town to win it <coughs> because I think Thomas Town will win the championship. Um, Shield final, St Martin's and Dunhamagan. Is this a bit bigger than the Shield final in senior because both teams maybe are have done very well to make it in a way yeah look there are two surprise packages in, that, yeah. in, the, in it um, you know I think both teams are like that I think St Martins would love to have a bit of silverware yeah, coming home and yeah. so would Dunhamagan so I think there'll be a bit more in this game um, you're going to go for St Martins in that yes, game anyway yes unfortunately yeah, uh, you know, it's not unfortunately it is because it's just my heart's attached uh, too much but, but I think I think for me um, I think Dunhamagan have been that bit stronger and they're coming out of a group side where they would have had to play Thomaston which would have been a real big test and then also Roaring Steak. Yeah, yeah. so I think Dunhamagan are maybe a little bit battle hardened more so than, than St Martins but again it'll be a nice tight game it'll be a good one Right the Championship first round um, Moonkind versus Blacks and Whites these are two teams that have very recently won junior county titles are they the last two winners of junior 2022 and 2021 yep. yes they are aren't they and Moonkind won the All-Ireland in junior uh, but it feels like it's not going to be as close on current form as you would have thought considering both teams have recently won the junior title Moonkine will be strong favourites going into this uh, they will um, I never got to beat Moonkine in a championship match when I was over blacks and whites they knocked us out of the championship twice um, 
the water break put us out of championship we would have won the county championship oh, the year right. previously Here only for go. water breaks Here we go. but um, they're always tight affairs my first year in charge of Blacks and Whites Munkine gave us an awful hiding down in Ballyhale I don't know where the game is fixed for but I can tell you now it'll be in Ballyhale um, right. and like, we our record in Ballyhale is really poor Um that's where the game That's what fixed. you want to hear if you're a black ah, sure, look, Ned Quinn will be on the phone there now sorting <laughs> it out and we play it down in Ballyhale it's handy for everybody oh, but God. the record our record in Blacks and Whites hasn't been great in Ballyhale I think I've seen enough yesterday from Blacks and Whites to say that you know in some quarters maybe that they've done what they needed to do this year and they're probably going to be happy enough with where they are but Munkind themselves are a very tidy team we've kind of been tipping them up to, to cause a few shocks this year in the championship I think I think it'll be a tight enough game but for the first time this year I'm going to or the second time actually because I went for Rory Nistig last week against Blacks and Whites but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Munkind to you're people. going with Munkind yeah, in championship think, yeah I think I think Munkind will be Blacks oh, and Whites wow. I hope they don't yeah. I really don't I'll be there roaring them on but like I'm here to tell the truth like so oh, wow. um, no I think Munkind will have too much I hope I'm wrong. Now, the other thing I will say to you Shock. as well is Sam Byrne has been absolutely lighting up the championship mm, for, for yeah. Blacks and Whites. Um, he's been absolutely brilliant. And I really, really, really hope that he gets he gets an opportunity to go in and hurl at a higher level um, with a county team. I hope he really gets a chance to go in and even just get him in for a few training sessions and stuff because he deserves it. He's been absolutely brilliant. And he was brilliant for us last year as well. He's just a super young lad. Um, and look... It is what it is. I really, really hope Blacks and Whites win yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. But but like like I have to tell the truth and I just think Munkine left too much for him. Okay. And I'll go with Munkine as well. I can't see past them winning this game and I actually think they could make a semi final. Um Roran Sieg then in Young Ireland. This is yeah, I'm gonna say the game of the weekend in the intermediate side of things. It is. But like <laughs> it is. I went so high that time. <laughs> it was a little dog barking <laughs> yes, outside. Yes. Um it is, but I don't know where Roran and Sieg are. Like that was the first time I got to see them. Um, yesterday against Blacks and Whites and Blacks and Whites uh, literally were disinterested in yeah, that yeah. game for whatever reason um, they only put 12 points on the board Roaring Steel got 4.19 Roaring Steel left about another 3 or 4 goals and maybe 7 or 8 points behind them yesterday like they weren't they weren't wonderful Kieran Joyce was very good at full back um, Jim Ryan was very very good at full forward they were real standout players Pat Ling was very good hit a couple of really nice points too um, where are they I don't know where they are Um in, the, in, in in terms of the championship the Young Ireland's performance yesterday against Fenians who have probably been the worst team at Intermediate this year you know let's not get overly carried away either yeah. this will be if Young Ireland's turn up with the full strength team in the whole lot I'm, I, like I've been saying this to you all year Young Ireland's are, are not a bad team yeah. Young Ireland's are actually very good Um I'm going to I'm going to tip Young Ireland to beat Roaring Sea Okay, I'll go with Roaring Sea I think Roaring Sea will be happy with where they're at in the sense that they're coming massively under the radar and they're probably the one team that will feel as though they can put it up to Thomas Town and Lisdowney and have a bit of belief about it, whereas the others will probably maybe going in with a little bit more hope. Um, is that fair to say going on past records? Oh, Rory and Steagle think like that, um, that they can. Young Ireland's, Young Ireland's had a couple of... Couple, there's a few of the lads in that Young Ireland team that have played in county semi-finals and stuff as well. Like mm. they're, um, And there's an awful lot of young players on the team. Um, I, I don't know. I, I can tell you now, that's going to be a homer. That'll be, That'll a, be a brilliant game. game. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll be the game. It'll be the game of the weekend, definitely. Um, I live in Gorn. I work in Gorn, and I'll be roaring on Gorn. Okay, and I'll go for Roaring Steeg. I think they'll come out on top in that one and march on towards a semi-final or certainly advance into the quarter-final relegation semi-finals. Then Eddie, um, it's never nice to be involved in a relegation semi-final, but we both predicted that two of these teams will be relegated. I said the Fenians. You said O'Loughlin Gales. They find themselves in relegation semis. We'll start with the team I think that'll go down Carrick Shock and the Fenians how do you see this match going? 
Yeah, just just because of the physicality that 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 the Fenians will win bring with it, it'll be extremely tight. Carrick Shock have been going, they've been going really poor. Yeah, I'm going to go for Fenians. Okay, uh, I think the Fenians result yesterday is a disaster. It was a terrible result. They got they got hopped off by Young Ireland's. I don't think Carrick Shock could live at Young Ireland's either. Um, so I wouldn't write too much into that. Carrick Shock, Blacks and Whites absolutely destroyed them the last day in a game that mattered. So. You know, Carrick Shock aren't in a great place, and I've explained the reasons for that. Like even John Cal is there with a broken but the, arm. But is it not the same for the Fenians that the Young Irelands, Young Irelands, destroyed the Fenians in a game that mattered? Oh yeah, no, no. Sorry, the point that I meant yeah. is, that, yeah, the, the the Blacks and Whites game last week against Carrick Shock was was literally the the championship. That yeah. was that was a big championship game for them. Young Irelands are a hell of a lot better than 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 Carrick Shock. Okay, yeah. Um, that's that's my opinion. I think Carrick Shock are missing too many players. I think Fenians are battle hardened and I think they'll they'll it'll be a horrible game. Oh, yeah. You're talking one fifteen to one twelve type of scoreline. Right, yeah. Um but I'm gonna go with Fenians. I'll go with Carrick Shock. I think the Fenians are they're just not at it at all, I don't think. I, I think the Fenians will be relegated this year quite frankly I've, I've stuck with it throughout the course of the league and I'll stick with it now. So I think Carrick Shock will win that. So I think that's three of the four first round championship games we're disagreeing on so far is mm, that correct that's brilliant, two, yeah. two of the three sorry two of the three and we're disagreeing on the league and shield as well so there you go um, then Connie and O'Loughlin's that's the last one you are sticking with O'Loughlin's to oh yeah O'Loughlin's like I've said it from before a ball was thrown in that O'Loughlin's will be relegated this yeah. year from the intermediate I'm sticking with that unless there's five or six lads after held back and senior to haven't played yet to come back in and save the day yeah um, Connie are very good do you think there's a lot more pressure on Connie because it's the main team in the club rather than O'Loughlin's and that could stand against him? 100%. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Like, this is your only team. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. The, 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 there is... The pressure's on Connie. Like, will it be ultimately devastation inside O'Loughlin Gales if their intermediate team is brought back down to junior? I don't think so. Like, I mean, they won't want to go back down to junior. They'll want to stay at intermediate. But ultimately, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think... I Look... Do you think... A couple of years back, it was 2020, Connie won the All-Ireland. But famously, they never won the county title because that year, O'Loughlin Gales won it. Do you think there's a bit of needle from that? No, um, I wouldn't think so. I was involved in the championship that year myself. Connie, O'Loughlin Gales obviously won the championship. Connie had to represent Kilkenny because yeah. they got beaten in the final. Connie went out, won the All-Ireland, came out the following year and won the Kilkenny championship. Um, do you know, so it, like, there was no issue. It was just they, were, they just missed the bus the first year and the call it the second year, but didn't win the All-Ireland the second year. Yeah. Um, but Connie have a really good team. Um, they genuinely have. Um, they're, they're a very, very good side. I wouldn't put anything down. There'll be no past histories. And think about that old Lachlan Gale team that beat Connie in the county final. I bet you there's not three lads playing. No, possibly not. Do you know, yeah, like yeah, any yeah. of the young lads are going to be gone up to the senior team now. Yeah, you yeah, know, that yeah. type of way. So I don't think so. And it's awful hard to have history with a second team in a club. Yeah. No, I'm just going to put that out <laughs> yeah, there. You know what I mean? Who do you, who's your least favourite team? Oh, yeah. Lachlan Gale's second team yeah, or yeah, yeah, Dixborough's yeah. fourth team. I hate them. Yeah. You know, so no, I don't think so. I think you can dislike a club like I've. I dislike almost dislike every, every club. club yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I always do. You know, if you yeah. can't learn to hate your opponents, you're in trouble. You yeah, know? That's true. So, but no, I think I think O'Loughlin Gales, unless they've some rabbit in the hat that they're going to pull out, they probably would have pulled it out last week if they had it. So I think they're in trouble. Okay, I'll go with O'Loughlin's in this game. I think that'll be Connie. I think it'll be a Connie and Fenians relegation final. I think the Fiends will lose that one. I think Connie will stay up. Um, 
Okay, so we disagree on five of the six intermediate games this weekend, Eddie. So that's very, very interesting. Of course, we'll bring it up on next week's podcast. That's our run through the senior and intermediate side of things. There were three games in the junior league this weekend. Um, Pilltown defeated Clonine by 15 points to 12. St. Lockton's with a late victory against Kilmacow, 216 to 21 points. Two late goals there for Freshford, maintaining their unbeaten start. And St. Patrick's Ballyragget were quite comfortable winners over Greg Namana. Uh, we're heading towards the last round of that as well. All six games throw in at 2 o'clock this Saturday. Again, we'll have you... We'll have extensive coverage of that across the day on KCLR. Um, but the Junior League doesn't have as much riding on it because there's no relegation, so probably can't get as enthralled in it as we would like to. But again, just over the weekend's fixtures, Eddie, I suppose, St. Lockton's 11 points from six games, they're done and dusted now. An incredible, incredible campaign for them. Yeah, um, they were the team that I tipped at the start of the year to win the junior championship. Um, mm. I haven't changed my mind. They've had it handy. They, they didn't get it easy against Kilmacow um, for whatever reason. Uh, Kilmacow can do that sometimes as well. They, as I said, all junior teams can be very inconsistent. Kilmacow, you know, could murder you one week and the following week you could be murdering them. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's up and down. But that's a good performance for Kilmacow going into the knockout stages of the championship. So they'll be happy enough with that. Um, St. Lactons are flying. They really are flying. Um, Again, it's one of these situations whoever beats them is going to win the championship. Do you think that was the perfect game for St. Lockton's in the sense that they've been somewhat breezing through some games, other games have been tight, but they're coming up against a team that they would have thought beforehand they're going to beat these easily enough. Then they get the shock of their lives, but in the end they show enough character and enough strength and depth to come over the line. So they've got that shock that they know if they don't perform they can be beaten by any team at this grade, but they know that they still have the character to come out on top in tight games and they also know that if they're at their best nobody can beat them they almost have the three things you'd want in every team there yeah that's it you, you definitely do you want to be tested going into the last round or into the first round knockout they got that um, they've shown they can dig it out they've shown they can they have it everywhere Robbie yeah, and, and yes, this weekend yeah. was a great weekend for them so um, for whatever reason I'm sure this week in training now the manager will be saying you know you let your guard down you let Kim McCow in dead boss the game I can tell you all the cliches will be yeah. bouncing over but, but it'll work and that's the main this thing, is it, it you know that's it but they'll have something to work on as well they know that if you're at third gear or fourth gear you're going to get caught in this championship and you will get caught in this championship Tuller Ross Birkin will tell you that Okay, and it's only right Eddie that we speak about the junior A, B and C finals that took place in Nolan Park on Saturday the first game was between Barrow Rangers and Tuller Ross Birkin Barrow Rangers came out on top in that one the junior A final was a city derby it was the last game of the evening Dixborough won 18 to 18 point winners over O'Loughlin Gales but the big game I wanted to talk about the junior C final Three Castles have won it. An incredible victory for them over Moonkine. That's the main team in the club to win a Junior C County title for them. It's a phenomenal achievement and they must be absolutely delighted with themselves. Yeah, my daughter was actually at the match. Okay, uh, yeah, she went to that instead of our championship match against Mount Leinster Rangers, which was an interesting choice. I like that. Yeah, um, she, there was a lot of lot of conversations <laughs> had in the house about it. But uh, no, she went in there and she said to me that there was such an atmosphere and a buzz oh, and all that. So. Like, I mean, like it is great. Three Castles are a small club. There's no point in saying it and different. Um, but you know, they're gone up from Junior C now into Junior B. 
all these championships are so hard to win, Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I and I and I'd be a pain to say Barra Rangers got a real kick out of winning their championship as well at the weekend. Yes, um, and so did Dixborough. Like, I mean, fair juice to the three teams, but you're dead right. Three Castles is the highlight of the whole weekend. It is their first team. They're down at Junior C. They're up now to Junior B. They'll have something to build on, and and there's lots of kids in that parish are going to have seen a team lifting a cup. You'll never see a child at nine, seven, eight, nine years of age watching a lad lifting a cup. You'll never hear him saying, "Oh, that's only Junior this or it's Junior that." Yeah, yeah. It's look at Uncle Johnny lifting the cup that we won. No, you know, they. Park, yeah. Oh, it could be the Lee McCarthy or, or a junior C title it's yeah. all about winning and I think um, three castles deserve a huge amount of credit for the effort they're putting into the club there and fair to them all I'm sure there was no cows milked in three no. castles on Sunday No Well congratulations to everybody at the club it was a great great achievement and congratulations to all the teams that were in the finals and the winners um, from the junior A, B and C finals at the weekend Eddie I always pose an open ended question to end the podcast uh, this weekend I think it's widely accepted that the Kilkenny Hurling League and Championship, that the format of it is close to perfection. But I emphasise the word close. Turtle play fourth and Turtle play fourth in each group, um, if that makes sense. So Group A, whoever finishes Turtle play fourth in Group B, and likewise Group B, whoever finishes Turtle play fourth in Group A. Fifth will play sixth and then fifth will play sixth in the same way. The Shamrocks for finishing fifth... Again, I can only say with the greatest respects to Dane's Fort, and we do mean that. We don't want to intentionally kind of slag off any club. The Shamrocks for finishing fifth have been rewarded with what would be perceived to be the easiest fixture on paper. Whereas the team that finished third in that group, Bennett's Bridge, you think they're going to be knocked out of the championship because they have to, or rather, Greg Valley Callan, they're going to have an incredibly tight game when they go up against Clara. And I think it'll be Clara that'll win that game, for example. Is it unfair that if you finish fifth, particularly, or sixth, you have an easier first-round championship game than if you finish third or fourth? Look, it is, Robbie. Um, there's no... like. What, this is the, pose, the questions you pose to me at the end of these things as well. It needs to be pointed out on this podcast <laughs> that I get to hear this question for the first time <laughs> live on it. So what I'm going to call this section is where we hand Eddie a loaded gun and just let, let him well, at it's, it. It's a question, but I do converse with you as well, to be yeah, fair. No, we I know that. Yeah, but you've had all day to think about I, this. I only literally think about it on the spot. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no preparation into this. Our listeners know that too, Eddie. No, so what I'd be thinking is, uh, on the point is, right, so... As I always say, is you know everyone can find the problem, so it's the solutions are, 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 yes, are, yes, are what need to be found. So, like first of all, is the Kilkenny League structure perfect? Nothing's perfect, but it's very close to it. I yes. think we'll start off, and there's three things I want to make points. Okay. Number one, right now, somebody in the county board needs to just turn around and grow a pair and drop a team out of junior championship. Team has to be relegated. I said that at the weekend. I no, think it's, it'd be perfect. It's absolutely in ridiculous. Terms of the of teams um, in it then. It's not right. Like Tuller Ross Burkin at the weekend off. The other whole other group at the weekend off. I was saying that I think it was Group B, isn't it, with Wine Gap and that? Yeah. Where two of the last three weekends they've been off, and mm-hmm. something seems wrong about that when you have that's the likes not of Freshford enough. and Greg Nemanja playing six weekends in a row. No, but that's not good enough for Wine Gap, Emeralds, Barra Rangers, Galmoy, yeah. Sleeve Root, John Locks. It's yeah. not good enough. They need to be getting yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, Tuller Ross Burkin got a breather into their players while St. Lactons were absolutely getting in a massive battle against yeah. Kilmacow so I just that's, that's the first thing I will point out that a team needs to be relegated out of junior championship um, first of all so you've got 12, 12 and 12 and it should never be any more than 12, 12 and 12 yeah, that's I it. agree I agree with that so Completely. that's number one and then on to the senior championships so I actually think what you need to look at here is instead of having relegation semi-finals you go straight with a relegation final the two bottom teams play each other in a relegation final and then fifth play third or fifth play if you know what yes, I mean yes fifth plays third in each group <clears throat> and then fourth plays fourth is that what you're getting yeah and that then would give you a better 
structure of a championship and that would put a lot more emphasis on the league as well because you yep. couldn't afford to finish bottom no so like like for me if, if we did it that way just say for Angsic if we did it that, that way this year right so the bottom two in the bottom the, the, the league semi-finals right now the league the play sorry the relegation final would be Aaron's own against Dainsford yes no one can have any argument with that no right so then what you'd have is you'd have Mullinavat would now be playing Bennett's Bridge so the reward for Bennett's Bridge is they play the team that yeah. finished second from bottom because they finished third yeah. and at the same time Ballyhale Shamrocks would now be going up against Tullerone yeah and that's what should be happening I agree so, because I, I think my biggest issue with this and I know it's probably a bit of an exception because it is the Shamrocks but of the four teams that qualified out of each group so there's eight teams in total going to be playing championship first round the Shamrocks are probably the happiest despite the fact they finished second bottom so that seems to be the major flaw in what is otherwise a very very no no good there's another flaw. major flaw as well. okay go on Dainsford have won no game yeah if Dainsford just say some miracle had happened yeah. and Ballyhill finished last in their group Dainsford will be playing against um, Aaron's own yeah and Dainsford knock out Aaron's own out of the championship after winning no match all year, yeah. Darren's Fort are now in the quarterfinals of the championship. And Aaron's own are gone. Yeah. Like in a lot of other counties the way to do it is the very bottom two teams are gone. Straight away you're into your relegation and away you go. What happens in Carlo football, say for example, because Carlo football there, here you are, right. So Carlo football, you have two groups of four. Now they're smaller groups. But second place third, second place third and quarters, the two teams that came first are straight through into the into the yeah, semis and the bottom two teams are just straight into relegation and good luck yeah. Bob's your uncle goodbye I think this is what should happen in Kilkenny Aaron's own Dainsford both finished bottom of their groups they're playing each other in a relegation semi-final and that can be played in two weeks time or in three weeks time give them a lot of time to prepare for it and have it as a curtain raiser for a county semi-final or quarter-final Do you think sometimes in Kilkenny uh, and I mean this with the best of intentions we're too insular and we're unwilling to look outside for solutions Instead, everything is great in Kilkenny until we find a better solution from within Kilkenny. Yeah, well, I suppose, look, it's not, I wouldn't say it's that. Where you'll find is these things have to be passed at, at, at the Congress. They have to be passed at the, at the AGM. The AGM yeah. So if I went in with the motion and I was in representing uh, Blacks and Whites GA Club and I brought a motion forward that the bottom two teams in intermediate and the bottom two teams in senior only... I said, you have to bring that rule into intermediate too. You can't just have. Oh it yeah, and, and junior. Yeah. So the bottom if it was two six teams. And six. Yeah. So the bottom two teams would be playing off each other in a group in the relegation. So what you'd have in the intermediate championship right now would be, I think, Connie finished bottom of the group, didn't it? So, hmm. so Connie will be playing O'Loughlin Gales. Does that sound right? That's it, yeah. So Connie and O'Loughlin Gales will be playing each other in a, in a relegation final. Sorry, the Fenians. Sorry, Fenians. Yeah. So Fenians and O'Loughlin Gales are, will be playing each other in a relegation final. Their season's over after that match. The loser's relegated, the winner's championship is finished. Yeah, There'd be a lot more jeopardy on league games <coughs> as well, wouldn't there? There would be, but the minute you bring that forward at a congress, Robbie, every single team that's fourth or lower is yeah. voting against that. Yeah, and that's the big problem we have, isn't so it? So that's it, and you'll never get everybody to agree to it. So if you think about it, all these teams that are in the relegation, if I was over Aaron's own right now and you put that to me, I'd be saying, oh, no, no, no. No, no, yeah. semi-final and final has to be. That gives me two chances not to get relegated. I've said it before, it's feckin' harder to get relegated out of senior championship than it is to win, to win, to win. You know, it's harder to get relegated out of senior championship than it is to win most championships. Yeah. It's nearly impossible to get relegated. Only one team gets relegated. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that, Eddie. We will, of course, have uh, more discussions on next week's podcast, as well as a look back on all the intermediate action and a look ahead to the first round championship games that take place on the weekend of September 24th. 
4th and September 23rd, of course, that is. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you do your podcast listening. Thanks very much for listening, and myself and Eddie will be back next week. The Kilkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Scally and Robbie Dowling. Brought to you by KCLOR and scoreline.ie.